Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What up, my friends, and welcome to Studio Day Heffery, where we are today talking about, well, whatever you want to talk about with the Dallas Cowboys. You leave things in the comments on YouTube.com slash Jeff Kavanaugh. I slap them bad boys together, and we get to Cowboys contenting. I like to do it on a daily basis, but you never know. Sometimes life happens, you know? All right, so today, the first question that I want to get to is from Taylor, and he said, barring no injuries, who is your starting tight end week one? I don't think this is a hard question, but uh, it was nice that Dalton Schultz showed up and was a capable NFL tight end last year when he didn't have Blake Jarwin. There's a difference between Dalton Schultz and Blake Jarwin, and it is athleticism. It's speed. It's um, yards after the catch. Blake Jarwin's a better tight end than Dalton Schultz. So Blake Jarwin is your starting tight end. Dalton Schultz might have earned the opportunity to get, you know, a decent share of the snaps, but Blake Jarwin's TE1, and he should be. He's just, he's the better player. But shout out to Schultz. Get the job. I'll tell you what. Nah, we don't need to go there. We don't need to go there. Pro Football Focus ranks every position group going into each year, and I believe they have the Cowboys at like 31st at tight end. And I think Jarwin is better than that, but I think when we start thinking that the Cowboys have like a top five or top ten tight end, and just a little bit of optimism and homerism getting in the way of objectivity, but they're okay at tight end. I don't think it's a glaring weakness, and Jarwin is a Jarwin's a nice player. Schultz is just a guy. He's just a guy. And I need to be clear what I mean when I say just a guy. Because I work with a guy who played parts of four or five big league seasons in the major leagues, the great Mike Bassick. And like Mike Bassick and MLB, I said this on the radio yesterday, and he's going to hear this and maybe punch me, or maybe he'll be like, yeah, you're right. Like in MLB, if you play parts of four or five seasons, you're a little less than just a guy in the MLB. And compared to the world and the general population, that's effing incredible. So when I say somebody is just a guy in the NFL, it's it's just a relative thing. Schultz is an NFL player. Um, he is a capable NFL player. But you're looking for, hey, why is that position a strength? And with Blake Jarwin, you can get a little bit of that. With He's pretty good after the catch kind of run away from some people on crossing routes. So Blake Jarwin's got a little bit more than Dalton Schultz does. So Blake Jarwin is your starting tight end. Obed, Abed, Jeff, what is the starting offensive line lineup that you expect to have at the start of the season? And what lineup do you believe is the best by three different factors, chemistry, physicality, availability? Well, I can't rank them three different ways because if you're saying like what's the best in terms of availability. You're just picking whoever's never got hurt, but if they suck, that's not fun. So I expect the offensive line to be Tyron Smith at left tackle, Connor Williams at left guard, Tyler Biotish at center, Zach Martin at right guard, Lyle Collins at right tackle. And that is potentially a top five offensive line in football. Potentially, Connor Williams, I believe, had his best season to date Last year, I know he's a punching bag on the offensive line, but he was out there every week, and I do believe he's gotten better and that he is an average or better starting guard in the league. So, like, I don't think Connor Williams is a problem on your offensive line. I know how this goes, though. I know how this goes. Because how this goes in sports is everybody pulls for whoever is younger, right? 
Connor McGovern, when he played last year, he showed you something. If he were to earn and go take that job from Connor Williams, then that'd be cool. The younger guy earning the job always gives people more hope and more optimism because there's more perceived upside the younger that you are. And so if Connor McGovern goes and wins that job, that's cool. But I haven't seen any indication of that yet. And Connor Williams isn't a problem. So maybe Connor McGovern ends up being your backup left guard, backup right guard, backup center. Maybe he competes at center. I don't know. But uh, I expect the offensive line to be status quo, and that's what it's going to be. <sighs> Sip of energy drink. What is the letters for that? Welcome to your ASMR, AMSR video. This is Jeff drinking an energy drink mid-recording. Austin, hey Jeff, this is a pretty pointless question. <laughs> I like that because it just wouldn't happen. But say the Dolphins decided they wanted out of Byron Jones' deal. You in? What happens with boss man fat? Is he in the trade? No, I'm not in on a Byron Jones trade if the Dolphins wanted to trade him, and I'll tell you why, because it would drive me absolutely bonkers. And this is a terrible way to make decisions, so feel free in the comments to tell me I'm an idiot for even saying this, but it would just really bother me that you let him walk, and then after he walked and got a contract you could have signed him to, you then had to trade for him and pay that salary. That would drive me bonkers. So I don't. I, we're going to let Byron Jones go. He was just solid last year. Xavier Howard was the dude in that secondary. But um, Byron's still a good player. He would be your best corner for show. But no, you're going to play this thing out. You're going to see who wins a battle between an established veteran and Anthony Brown and uh, Kelvin Joseph and Nashawn Wright. And they got bodies. It's just a matter of which of those bodies is going to turn into a real-life player. And we shall see. Um, wait, you in? What happens with Bossman Fat? Is he in the trade? I'm not trying to trade a second round draft pick before we get to training camp, sir. All right. Let's just chill out there a little bit. I'm still reasonably excited for Bossman Fat, Kelvin Joseph. I'm still reasonably excited. Like his college tape is really, really good. I know people have all their different levels of concern, and the Cowboys treat the second round like a place to try to find first round talent, but while taking risks at the same time, and he falls right into that vein. But let's get him on the field. Let's get him on the field before we start writing people off. Danny, what up, Jeffster? Do you think last year's poorest defense was a result of a lack of talent or bad scheme slash coaching? If more of the latter than former, do you think this defense shocks the world? I don't think this defense shocks the world, but they will be better. The question is how much better. They will be better because it, well, because they can't be worse. Because it's hard to be worse than no one knows where to line up or run to when the ball is snapped. You can't be any worse than that. The Cowboys will acknowledge they were an absolute train wreck when it comes to using the offseason to get ready for the season. They were a train wreck at the Rona teaching. I don't know if Mike Nolan was kind of mailing it in and just cashing a paycheck or he doesn't know how the internet works, but they did a terrible job of implementing and teaching what they were going to try to accomplish. It was awful. So they will be better. The question about this defense is going to be the talent level. Because if their OTA secondary, for example, is their starting secondary, then Trayvon Diggs, Jordan Lewis, Anthony Brown, Demonte Casey, Donovan Wilson, that's a bottom half of the league secondary easily, and it's potentially a bottom 10, bottom 8 
secondary in the NFL. So you're going to need guys to either make big jumps from what you've seen throughout their career or rookies jump in and make plays or KZ to have a big bounce back year to like his 2018 season. The talent on this defense to me may not be a huge deficit, but it's a lot of question marks. 12 months from now, I'll feel good about this defense. 12 months from now, when Oso Digizuwa and Chauncey Golston and Micah Parsons and Nashawn Wright and Kelvin Joseph, did I say Golston, Chauncey Golston, Jabril Cox, when all these guys are going into their second year in the NFL, I'll be way more confident about what this defense can be. And that's what happens when you invest big time in a draft in a bunch of young defensive players. The odds are it's going to pay dividends, but the odds of it paying dividends right this second are usually uh, pretty slim. So, no, I don't think this defense shocks the world. What you want is this defense to be top 20. If you want to win the Super Bowl, you want this defense to be top 12 or so. Uh, But it needs to be good enough to not stop your offense from winning the division. That's how good your defense needs to be. Jeff, who do you think is the most valuable backup? That's from David. That's hard because on defense, you don't know who the backups are. Like, you don't know, like, like I wouldn't pick a defensive lineman. Linebacker, you got to tell me who the starters are for sure. Uh, Like, Keanu Neal, is he a, quote, backup? Is Anthony Brown going to end up a backup or Jordan Lewis? Uh, So, I guess I would focus on offense, and I would say your most important backup is either Garrett Gilbert. Although, maybe we can write that off. Have I told you guys on here before my favorite NFL quote of all time? The great Tom Moore when he was in Indianapolis, and they were like, hey, why didn't this backup quarterback get reps in practice? (sighs) Take a sip. And he said, Peyton Manning was the quarterback. He wore number 18. He said, if 18 goes down, we're effed. We don't practice effed. So maybe I should eliminate Gilbert because if you lose your starting quarterback, you're up S Creek, and it doesn't matter. And then your most valuable backup would be Tony Pollard, uh, Connor McGovern. Ty and Sicky, your swing tackle. I'll say Connor McGovern because I think offensive line is likely to have an injury at some point, and three of the five spots, I think he's the backup. So, Connor McGovern. Jeff, can you do a breakdown of the other teams? This is Peter in the NFC East and how they stack up against the Cowboys. And can you do a draft review of those teams? Uh, that's a lot, but just quickly. If you want to talk like in the order that they're contenders for the division, I believe the Cowboys are a slight favorite in the NFC East. Slight favorite because you have the best quarterback and you have the best receiving core. And you have a chance to have the best offensive line. So you have best offense, right? Washington is a good team. Washington has a better secondary than the Cowboys. They have a better defensive line than the Cowboys. Um, So, on somewhere between seven and nine of the defensive positions, Washington is better than Dallas. Terry McLaurin is a stud at wide receiver. Antonio Gibson's a versatile weapon as a running back. They have a solid offensive line, and they upgraded at quarterback. So, to me, Washington is a nine to ten win team, depending on which Fitzmagic shows up week to week. Washington is a legitimate threat to win the division if they get good quarterback play. And I think Fitzpatrick is an underrated quarterback. Because a lot of people just think he's like kind of a joke and he sucks because he's kind of fat and he runs funny and he has a big beard. But um, he's decent. He's a decent NFL quarterback. Uh, So Washington is a threat. Philadelphia's secondary is butt. Their linebackers are bad. 
Their defensive line is good. Their offensive line is potentially good. Their receivers are blah at best. Miles Sanders is a good player. Their quarterback is iffy. To me, Philadelphia is full of holes. Full of holes. Uh, Left tackle, unknown. Left guard, meh. Um, Fulgham and Rager, what are they at receiver? I do believe Devontae Smith is a baller. Jalen Hurts completed 51% of his passes last year. So to me, Philadelphia has a lot of holes on that team. I do not believe that they're a threat. New York. James Bradbury... Adoree Jackson, Xavier McKinney, Logan Ryan in the secondary. I think they got a good secondary. I think they got a good defensive front. I think Blake Martinez is a good linebacker. So similar to Washington a little bit, I think the potential is there for the Giants to have a good defense. Their offensive line isn't good. Their wide receivers are upgraded with Galladay and Kadarius Toney. They have Saquon Barkley. Daniel Jones is the question. So I guess just as I go through that in my mind – the odds in the division, if I had to pick it today, I would say the Cowboys will win 10 or 11 games. They'll win the division. Washington will win 9 or 10 games. They will be second. New York will be third with, let's say, a 7-10 and 10 record. And Philadelphia will win 5 or 6. That's the way I would power rank the NFC East. Uh, David. Love the content, Jeff. What is up with Bradley and I? Bradley and I is fighting for his life. He's fighting for a roster spot. Because when you get a new defensive coordinator, uh, if the old defensive coordinator likes you, it doesn't matter. If the guy who drafted you likes you, it doesn't matter because you have a new defensive coordinator. This defensive line's got about 12 or 14 guys fighting for 10 spots. And if I had to say where Bradley and I is in that list right now, I would guess he's somewhere around 9th or 10th or 11th. So I think he's a roster bubble guy. I know he was a draft favorite because he was a draft favorite of mine. I thought he was like a third round guy that was drafted too late and he hadn't been able to break through and be active on game days, basically. So Bradley and I is fighting for his life. Taylor, what is the Cowboys hype level like this year compared to previous off seasons you've covered? You rock, Jeff, really. Keep it coming. Coming off of such an atrocious defensive year and an injury-riddled season, I don't think my hype level is super high for the Cowboys this year. My hype level is reasonably high. Reasonably high. I'm excited to see the offense, and the defense is just more of a curiosity. What can they be? What will they be? Can they be good enough to make you a division favorite? Can they be better than that and make you a legitimate contender to go to an NFC title game? Those are the questions that we must figure out. Leave in the comments, youtube.com slash Jeff Cavanaugh. That is where I can get content for tomorrow. I need it from you. And also, leave in the comments, what is your favorite flavor of drink? You can take it any way you want. It could be a soda pop. It could be something that you mix with a with an alcohol. It could be anything. Like, this is my watermelon spark. I also have my fruit punch. Uh, what's your favorite flavor of drink? Keep in mind, as usual, that you have no idea what anybody's going through, so please be cool to everybody. I love you. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.